Welcome to Murray's Dance Party. Got some beats coming at you. Yeah. What are you doing? Stop that. Hey, I I can't find the I can't find Stop. the button. Stop. Okay, wait. Stop. Okay, there. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're gonna do the podcast. Right. I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't mean to be in here. Before All right. You. Uh, greetings. Uh, this is Mike Garrigan. And I'm Murray. And uh, we're your hosts for today's podcast. This is podcast four of ten for the album Pillar of the Sun, which yep. came out in November. Uh, it's my, I think it's my sixth solo record. It is. Uh, and with six. me is my friend Murray. Hey, what's up, uh, everybody? I guess he was messing around before we yeah. started, but that's cool. Why don't we um, tell everybody about this series again, just in case this is the first time someone's listening. It might be a good idea to inform them you know, what the series is all about. Yeah, this podcast series is going to take uh, one song from the 10-song album, Pillar of the Sun, and, and that song is going to be the, the featured song. And then uh, with that, we're going to um, discuss uh, where uh, where the song came from, um, the production choices, and then if there's any sort of meaning that can be discussed, we're going to talk about that too. And the album is available at MikeGarrigan.com? It is, at MikeGarrigan.com. And I think this week we're in the process of getting it up onto the digital mm-hmm. distribution network. Mm-hmm. So probably by next week it'll be be live on, yeah. on your favorite digital retailer. Yeah, and that's that's kind of a it's not the most exciting process, but it just takes some time to to mm-hmm. upload things and approve things and sign things and whatnot. So I, I learned something this week. What did you learn? Well, I was making um, shepherd's pie. Mm. You know, it's like yeah. a, a, a dish that you make uh, like with potatoes and potatoes and meat and, and stuff like that. I thought you you make it with lamb, but what mm-hmm. I found out was and since I was using beef, that's technically a cottage pie. It's not a shepherd's pie. I did not know that. Yeah. That's cool. And there's lots of different variations too. Like if you make it with ham or turkey, it's mm. technically, I think, some other kind of pie. Yeah. Well, that's um, interesting. Thank you. But anyway, I, I did some cooking. Did you have anything exciting happen to you this week? Yeah, I ended up doing a couple um, gigs well, you know, I, um, I thought you weren't supposed to be playing. Kind of off the cuff, I, I played I a rehearsal dinner. Oh, okay, um, rehearsal which was dinner. fun, and then I did some caroling. Um, Christmas carols, but you know, nothing. Um, they were, they were kind of semi-private. Oh, <laughs> if you understand? Okay, I get it. Okay, yeah. well, it just means they weren't traditional Mike Garrigan shows mm-hmm. where I'm playing my songs. They were mm-hmm. just different kinds of things. Yeah. So, so what are we um, going to listen to today? What's the theme of today's show, and what's the song? The theme of today's show is dark songs, mm-hmm. and dark we're going to look at a couple of the darker mm-hmm. songs, either in melancholy or in theme uh, from my catalog, just a couple, and um, mm, okay. talk about why songs can be dark and, mm-hmm. and what function they have. Um, and the song we're going to kick things off with is from Pillar of the Sun, and the song is called Wicked Light. Well, I'll just press play right here.
congratulations. You just rocked pretty hard. Thank you. Thanks yeah. a lot. So where does that song come from uh, in the spectrum of your catalog? I know in the past shows we've said mm-hmm. the first part is we we ask, when did you write it and where did it come from? The um, origin of, of this song, Wicked Light, as well as a couple other songs from a catalog like uh, Shine On and um, Elephant mm. and even Lost, mm-hmm. uh, came from a period of writing that I did in the fall of 2008. And I had just finished building the studio mm-hmm. and I had a couple really intense projects going on right when it was built. Mm-hmm. And then there was some downtime in between. And, and um, I was just so excited to have it that uh, I just started to write a lot and record a lot in the new space. And I bet. Did you have um, a method that you used mm-hmm. to write or was it just kind of whatever you, you wanted to do? That fall, I had gotten together with a bunch of other artists mm-hmm. and we were doing a program called uh, The Artist Way, written by Julia Cameron. Uh, It's a really great book for anyone who wants to learn how to be more creative or to get unblocked. And and this one series we did was about sort of uh, how to get unblocked, Mm. basically. And and I think at that time I might have been, I guess I was kind of blocked. Sometimes you're blocked and you don't even know it. Yeah, I bet. Um, Up until this point, all of my writing was pretty much on the whim of the chance of being inspired at a Mm. given moment. And that's not a very comfortable place to be in when sort of your livelihood depends upon being creative all the time. So what was the specific process that you used then um, to write these songs? Well, the the program calls for doing a couple of things. And one of them is getting up and writing every morning. And she calls this process the morning pages. So uh, you get up and you write longhand for Mm. about a half hour and you just write whatever it is that comes to your mind. Wow. And you don't censor it and you just let it be whatever it is. And um, from there, I found that when I started doing that for a couple of weeks, I, I had these song ideas that would just come out of nowhere. And the theory is, is that if you kind of dump all the things that are on your mm-hmm. mind that are blocking you from uh, your creativity, that your creativity just kind of shows up. And that was my experience uh, in this course. And this song, Wicked Light, came from writing in the morning like that, yeah, I guess. Exactly. And, you know, over the course of the 12 week um, program, I uh, ended up writing about 20 songs. And I kind of extended that idea of freeform writing into the demoing process. I didn't edit that at all either. Um, freeform, I guess. By yeah. that, I mean I had an acoustic guitar, a bass, and usually an electric piano and vocals. Just four tracks was all I did. And, um, at first, there were a lot of songs that I didn't think were very good, but then mm. towards the end of the of the process, I think songs 12 through 20 were, were really uh, interesting and yeah. different from the rest of my catalog, and, and Wicked Light was one of those songs. And if I'm not mistaken, the song Lost mm. that was on Voyage of the Malamander was the only song from this pool yeah. of songs. Is that right? That's correct. And, and Malamander, as I've shared before, uh, came from a single writing session in the mountains. Mm. Um, yeah. I came back from the mountains with nine songs, and I like for albums to have about 11 songs. Yeah. So I chose uh, the song Jenny, which uh, has some travel theme to it, and it seemed to fit the other songs pretty good. And then Lost, which was also has images of being on a path and, and, yeah. and whatnot. And 
and it seemed like that song fit as well. So mm-hmm. um, it's the only one that fit the bill, right. and so it's the only one that saw the light of day and, until Pillar of the Sun. And actually, I remember some of these songs had appeared, like Wicked mm-hmm. Light in its demo form and a couple others. I think those actually made it to a podcast or two back in like 2009, if I'm not mistaken. They did. And and that's part of the reason um, why we had such a rich material on the podcast in Mm -hmm. the past. And, um, you know, I I like these things to have a purpose. And I think having a show without um, a sort of goal in mind doesn't work for me as well as as this one does. So I like that we're having 10 shows and, and and it's going to be about 10 things. So well, I think it's cool um, to have the podcast, but I understand where you're coming from. Um, what are things I think the listeners would probably like to hear is maybe mm-hmm. let's, let's hear a song from these sessions done live. Um, yeah, I think we have um, some good stuff from the Deep South show. When we, let's hear um, Lost from uh, Deep South on, I think it was November 1st or something. Your way, find your way home. The song's called Lost. Sometimes it feels like a swarm of bees is all I see in the haze of what's in front of The story is changing, the ending is fading, I must have gotten lost along the way, and then I feel a slow change coming on, along the lonely
Hey, thank you very much. So it seems like with with Lost, you know, it, it's got its own thing. It seems very acoustic. Mm-hmm. But with Wicked Light, uh, the recording that's on Pillar of the Sun and the demo, I remember it, there. It seemed like it. I don't mean this to be a, offensive. But it seems like some of the instruments were sounded like they were going to fall apart or something. Yeah, well, that was kind of the idea with some of these demos. Like with Wicked Light, I wrote this the song on a mandolin, hmm. and we plugged the mandolin into an amp and one of these weird memory man pedals, hmm. and it just it the mandolin in and of itself wasn't in tune, hmm. and um, yeah, it just has that cool about to fall apart. And I think that's some of the charm of of the uh, the sounds. What do you think? I mean, what do you think it would sound like if you put me into that pedal? Well, we could try it. Um, if you want to just run okay. over, what? run over there real quick, and um, yeah, just start talking, and we'll run you through it and see what happens. Okay. Okay, I'm over. I'm over here. Can you hear me? Yeah, just keep going. Can you hear this? Oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. I like that. Okay, bring, bring me back. I don't like this. Okay. Yeah, thank you. So thank that's you. delay. That's the delay with the with the weird stuff on it. And when I ran the mandolin through it, hmm. um, there was really a, not a way to reproduce it. I tried even yeah. knowing how I had it set up, but it just didn't sound the same. And sometimes when you do stuff in demos, yeah, uh, yeah. it just ends up on the final. And, and this is one of those situations where you know the demo mandolin is the same on the record, and we just built the track around it. For me, this song. Even though it has a mandolin on it, it sounds really different from mm-hmm. anything on Malamander. Um, can you explain why that is? Yeah, well, on Malamander, the focus was essentially acoustic guitar with, um, you know, mandolin and a tom drum and a bass. And, and this, the focus is totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, while the mandolin appears in the song, it's sort of a background thing. And, and really yeah. what carries this song is the crunchy, distorted bass guitar yeah. and the big drums. and you know, production choice can really change the impact of a song. And this is one of those examples where even though the songs were all written around the same time, they're very, very different. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I'm really glad this song got uh, got some light, you know. Is it a wicked light? No. You didn't think that was funny? I thought it was funny. It's not funny. Well, if you're going to be that way... um Maybe we can do the mailbag. Did we get any mail this week? I don't think we did. We got some this morning. Okay. This is, a la- I guess, a last-minute mailing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what you got? Okay. This question says, Dear Mike, what is the future of the season series of records, and uh, when will winter, if at all, come out? Good question. Um, winter's the next thing on the horizon. I- I'd like to, to finish up this uh, seasonal trip that mm-hmm. um we started back in 1996 and um i'm going through the process of of calling through the demos that i've written yeah. and um right now there's a pool of about 33 songs that wow. uh are in consideration and um decide on 11 and just start recording when do you think it'll come out though i don't know when it'll come out um it was very difficult to get pillar of the sun finished this year uh my goal would be to have it out next year i'd like to do an album a year but as life shows up, um, sometimes that's mm. not up to me completely. So my intention is to just keep moving forward. And uh, yeah. we may see it in the fall or maybe early 2014. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Uh, who knows? Maybe this one won't be as difficult. And maybe there'll be some time. So yeah. time is, is really the, the factor. I think it'd be good to, I mean, that's a good question because I think it'd be good to finish out this 
this cycle of, of records. And if, if I, I know you pretty well, because I, I think you're going to do it in a way that that's yeah. exciting and sort of uh, makes it all work in a circle. Yeah, that's the goal. And, and I'm kind of really jazzed about um, a lot of, the, a lot of these songs. It might be hard to, to cut them all down, but yeah. I'm working on it. And um, why don't we play some more music? That's right a now. good idea. Let's, let's play another song. We've talked enough. We um, have We're talking a lot. Let's today. do another song from the, these uh, 2009 sessions done live. And this is a song actually from pillar of the sun. This is a song called elephant. The elephant rides again. Hope you enjoy it. Taking form, taste the flavor of catastrophe It comes alive It's ocean size And the elephant rides again Step back to notice Walk a mile just to focus But the cyclone just won't go Bustle of the tragedy. I hear the twister taking form, taste the flavor of catastrophe. It comes alive, so precise, and I see clear the broadside fear. The elephant rides again.
of the tragedy I see the twister taking form taste the flavor of catastrophe it comes alive Well, that was pretty nice. You know, I think you performed that pretty well. Thank you. Um, so let's talk a bit about why you write and why people write dark songs. Why do people write songs that are dark? Is it to appear dark? Is it to appear melancholy? Or does it have, in your opinion, a greater function? I think, you know, for me, when I write a dark song or perform a dark song, uh, it has the primary primary function of, of being a catharsis. What is a catharsis? Well, the, the exact definition is, is, is kind of vague. It's a Greek word that doesn't really have, um, a word that has Greek origin. It doesn't really have an exact translation, but th- the best I can do, and in my opinion, is um, it's sort of a, a, a thing that's used to purge negative emotions hmm. or dark emotions. So when you sing a song that is dark, um, you're getting rid of, of these dark feelings and ideas uh, so that they're not carrying them around. And I guess the audience too would have that. Yeah. And by feeling. extension, when an audience engages in a, in a tragedy or a dark song, you uh, are helping that audience uh, purge its feelings. So in that way, it's, it serves a specific function in, in my opinion and in my work. Well, what are you trying to say exactly with a song like Wicked Light a song like Lost or a song like Elephant, um, how is the how are those songs cathartic? I think with, with Lost and Elephant, those two have um, their own very pointed meanings. Um, but Wicked Light is a song where I'm sort of addressing the question of, of what exactly is evil, hmm. if you know what I mean. I do, yeah. And evil is, is a you know age-old question, philosophical question, what is the nature of evil? And, and this song doesn't really... Uh, take a stance on or even make a statement and just ask the question. Right. It's what it's about. And in questions of good and evil, the, there there's some really specific problems that I guess philosophers haven't been able to figure out really. And Maybe not agree you know, The first upon, one that comes yeah. to my mind is the idea of moral relativism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that you know, if you if you don't have an absolute code of morals and things are relative, then, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Mm-hmm. And that can create a real problem in the interpretation of what is good and evil. 
Yeah, and, and another slant on on the question of evil is, you know, is evil just an expression of of self will uh, to the point where it starts to harm other people? I know Nietzsche talked about the will to power. If that becomes warped, um, is that an expression of evil? And yeah, I mean, it's that's one idea. Another idea. I guess the thing for me too, um, I like that definition of evil as being an extreme warped self-will. Uh, but the thing I realized too is whenever you see these horrendous things happening in the news, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it's usually done by people who aren't in their right mind. So, yeah. you know, for me, my question about evil, you know, does true evil really exist or is it just a state of uh, mental illness? Yeah, it's a good you know? question. I don't know. Uh, man. I don't know. I don't have the answer. So, And I guess um, that's, you know, the song Wicked Light. It's just sort of throwing those things out there. Uh, you know, fallen angel, shake the rattle, bite the apple. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just sort of really simple images yeah. that convey and play into um, our notions of, of, of evil and, and its symbolism in our culture. So uh, that's what the song's about. And it just yeah. also rocks <laughs> really well. It does, I, it, I like the song. I it like rocks playing it. Well, to se- semi well, I think. I hate to say the word fun, but I yeah. really enjoy playing an upbeat song that has a lot of emotional intensity. I, I enjoy yeah. it very much. Well, what are we going to do next week? I, um, I'm enjoying this discussion. Um, next week, our, our topic is going to be uh, boundary songs. Hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about pushing. Uh, oneself to artistic limits, yeah, and cool. you know the, the song. Of course, we're going to focus on will be uh, the Elephant Rides Again, which mm. I think is sort of on my my boundary production boundary. Yeah, it was cool. And uh, cool then track. we're going to play yeah. some you know live cuts. Uh, I haven't selected them yet. We might go into some demos or outtakes or something, but good. Um, we'll see. I'm still working on that. Uh, but anyway, um, it's been a good show. Thanks for listening. Um, Murray, you want to take us out with some of your beats? Oh, yeah, I would love to. Uh, But this has been MikeGarrigan.com podcast. Uh, You can find us on the web at MikeGarrigan.com. But here, hold on, let me get my, yeah. Okay, there we go. We'll see you next week, folks.